0: training Aislinn Ross of Ace of Paws Dog Training.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of SLP's Wine and Cheese. I'm Maria. And I'm Deb. And here's our podcast. It's for the realistic SLP. Who is actively anti-racism.
0: Yeah, and I'm looking at this article. It's on keysoulcare.com, five ways to put anti-racism into practice. It's written by Kendra Rankin. Um, And it's a great article. You should read the whole thing. But just a couple things that it mentions is, one, don't ask Black and other people of color to do emotional or any other labor for you. So make sure you're doing your research for yourself two, be courageous, three, look to support versus lead, Um, four, provide financial support to organizations and people who are dedicated to the liberation of Black people, and five, teach your kids to be actively anti-racism, starting with not being colorblind.
1: Thank you for that tip. That was a good one. I enjoyed that. And we will link that article in the show notes so you, everyone can read it entirely for themselves. Yeah.
0: Um, so in this episode, I am—it's a little bit of a crossover. So um, it's come out already, guys. I've, I've announced that I am expecting a baby this. Woo-hoo! Yeah. Woo. This spring, um, I'm due April 30th. So I have a, a hard time saying I'm due in April because I feel like. It's probably going to be May. Um,
1: Could be April. It could go early.
0: It could be. But I'm literally due the last day of April. So who knows?
1: Who And it's your first. And it's your first, as they say.
0: But many people are like, oh, your first pregnancy always goes later. But everyone I talk to, they had their babies earlier. So I think that when you're pregnant, you learn that nothing is true.
1: Right. Yeah. Or everything could be true or, or, or false, you know, right. it could go either way. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. I am subscribed to your podcast, the unexpected podcast, everyone check it out and we'll link that with the show notes too. So, Wonderful. Just so we're on the same page here. I see you had Sari Wu, you had your husband on there and you've had pregnant dogs and babies with ace of paws training on there already.
0: Yeah. So I, um, did an episode with my friend Aislinn Ross, who also did a dog episode for our podcast. Um, and I tricked her. Um, Mm, I, I didn't tell her I was pregnant yet. And I asked her to do an episode about, um, teaching your children to, well, teaching your dogs to get used to a newborn and teaching your children to act appropriately with dogs. Um, so she had her wine ready and everything for when I did the podcast and then I tricked her and told her it was for my unexpected podcast and that I was pregnant and that we were going to talk about that. And she was quite surprised.
1: Nice. And, yeah.
0: So then I thought, what a good idea. I'll just put it, the interview on both podcasts, um, cause it's great information. Um, especially since the holidays are approaching and many people might be considering
1: adding to their family, their fur family, their fur family. I hear you. Yes. And they said with COVID that, uh, the foster, one good thing is that the foster homes for the dogs, they don't have enough dogs for people that everyone's asking for a dog, even if it's a foster parent. So that's great news. Right, raise it's, my glass to that. Oh, cheers! Deb, yeah, Deb's not drinking, but that doesn't mean I have to stop drinking, right? Oh, Deb? yeah, we didn't even
0: do wine. So, what are you drinking?
1: That's all right. I'm, you know, I'll ease it in there. Now, I have a Chardonnay. It's from the Red Hook Winery, which I had a chance to go, which is in Brooklyn. I highly mm-hmm. recommend going there when the time is right for wine tasting with the pandemic going on. However, this wine, it's from uh, Long Island yeah from Macari Vineyard North Fork uh, North Fork of Long Island Reserve so i would nice. say it's local so mm-hmm. i'm supporting the local winery and uh paired it with this aged cheddar carry gold the irish cheese very delicious so this cheese is pretty salty. So what I did was I took a bite of this salty cheese and then washed it down with this Chardonnay. And it makes such a nice combination, the saltiness with the dryness. And I'm just like loving it. And it made me think of that research article that I posted. And I could see this, right? I could see this being good for me, drinking and eating this. Like, I just feel good. So I Yeah, remind to- us of that research article that you Yes, I. it was sent to me by Gail. Shout out to Gail. The research is from Science Daily, and it's talked about diet modification, including more wine and cheese may help reduce cognitive decline. Ah, very yes. nice. And the Facts. foods we eat, yep, the foods we eat have a cogn—have an impact on our cognitive ac- acuity in later years, and uh, the cheese helps pretend- protect against age-related cognitive problems, and red wine was related to improvements in cognitive functioning, so I'm into it. Wonderful.
0: Yes, that's good. So yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, I'm out of commission. Also, there's a lot of um, cheeses you're not allowed to have when you're pregnant. So yes, this is aged cheddar. I'm
1: not sure if I can can have have that.
0: That's fine. So it's it's more so like um, well, you want to make sure that all the cheeses are pasteurized, but um, hard cheeses seem to be in general better than soft cheeses. So. But, um, yeah, so, uh, we're going to talk about Acelin's. Yeah. So Acelin's going to be talking about just some things to keep in mind when you're introducing either a new baby to a dog or a new dog to your family. Um, how's your dog doing?
1: My dog is great. I love him. His name is AJ. He was my number one teletherapy partner, Mm -hmm. uh, Kimberly Sanza I pronounced her name wrong on the episode sanzo excuse me i pronounced it wrong again here it is sanzo Mm -hmm. and i both said how we use our dog as like positive reinforcement yeah i miss him being my teletherapy partner so but overall he's doing well and um i was interested in Here I'm interested in hearing Aislinn's interview where she talks about the older dogs because I did think about if I were to adopt a dog I would like to get an older one just so AJ has like a a pal you know Mm -hmm. because you have an older dog who's similar to AJ's age and then you have Frankie who's younger and their personalities are quite different right
0: yeah I don't know if it's the age component as much as it is the size component Mm -hmm. though um but I'm about to buy diapers for my dog. So I do not want to get an old dog. Um, he is just like annoying the heck out of me with mm. having accidents in my brand new lovely home. Um, so yeah, I'm going to get him diapers, but he is going to be 14 next week. So it's probably just about that time.
1: Yeah. Well, well, that's sad, but also very nice of you to get him diapers at the same time. So I'm going to raise my glass to you. That's a yeah. great dog, mom. You are putting your doggy in diapers. I don't want to have to think about that decision. So I'm just going to drink away. All right. Well, uh, while Maria's doing that,
0: stay tuned after this commercial break. And we will chat with Aislinn all about babies and dogs. This episode of SLP's Wine and Cheese is brought to you by the Unexpected Podcast, hosted by me, Deborah Brooks. This summer, I found myself unexpectedly expecting, so I started a podcast and I call up everyone I know who can get me ready for this life-changing journey. I even check in with my husband, Mike Racine, every couple of episodes just to see where his head's at. So if you're a new, expecting, or seasoned parent, mom or dad, you're going to love this show, so check out the Unexpected Podcast now on iTunes.
1: This episode is brought to you by SmartCharts. Hey, SLPs, are you sick of rewriting goals, trying to meet unrealistic time expectations and navigating new therapeutic territories? SmartCharts is here to help. We have taken the guesswork and time out of goal writing and documentation. With SmartCharts, you can create personalized intervention plans, IEPs and POCs with our easy-to-use goal writing tool track and save session notes and data instantly for all documentation needs. yep, For your school health settings, and even to share with patients of all ages through graphs and fun pictures for the littles. We want to make 2020 a little bit better for you essential workers. And we are offering all wine and cheese listeners 30 days free and 50% off all new memberships forever. Yes, forever. Just use coupon code wine, 2020 be sure to check out MySmartCharts.com to get charting faster, better, and smarter. And now, back to the show.
0: Hello, and welcome. This is actually the Unexpected Podcast, and I tricked my guest, Aislinn, who Uh-oh. thought she was on my SLP's Wine and Cheese podcast. <gasps> But she's not, because she doesn't know that I'm pregnant. Oh my god, you are (laughs) congratulations! Oh yeah. No
1: wonder why you want these questions. I was gonna ask that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So there was our unexpected element this evening.
1: Oh my god. (laughs) exciting congratulations yeah
0: oh my god that's (laughs) thank you thank you so maybe I will put this actually on both of them like just be like hey check out the other podcast that I'm doing
2: whatever (laughs) yeah so
0: Aislinn does have wine I don't I have water um yes tell me about your wine (laughs) you have
2: my wine. <laughs> you better not have wine. Well, I guess technically you can. Whatever.
0: Um, you can. You can have like. You can drink like a European adult, not yeah. like an American frat boy. But like all of us do. <laughs> right. So it's like, what's the point? I don't. Right. I don't. <laughs> I um, want to drink like a frat boy.
2: <laughs> I have Tomasello wine. It's Rainier red or Rainier red. I don't know how you say it, but mm-hmm. it's like um. It's called a table wine or. Blush table wine, I guess it's pretty sweet. I drink it once in a while because I like the drier wines, but every once in a while I like this. So,
0: yeah, I hear that for once in a while for a dry, uh, sweet, but yeah. typically I like the drier wines.
2: Yeah, and they're in Hamilton, New Jersey, so they're about like twenty minutes from me. There's, so, oh. I, I think I told you before, there's so many wineries around here, like you can never get enough.
0: Yeah, once once I get this baby all <laughs> done. <laughs> then I'll have to go out there. I mean, are the wineries still open during COVID? Yep.
2: Yeah. Everything. Because nice, it's all
0: outdoors anyway, right?
2: Yeah. You just got to, most have heaters outside and everything, but you just mm-hmm. kind of have to brave the wind or rain or whatever. So.
0: Right. That I'm makes sorry. sense.
2: When are you due?
0: Um, April 30th. Yay, that's so Yes. Funny.
2: Wait, <laughs> a Gemini?
0: No, Taurus. Taurus, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're a Gemini, right? I'm a Cancer, so You're, off oh, by.
2: July. Are you July or June? I'm trying July to- 12th, yeah. Oh, okay. That's right,
0: okay. Yeah. I almost
2: forgot. And Mike
0: is the cusp. He's June 21st, so he's oh. Cancer Gemini. He That's- is both, I think.
2: Yeah, I, I believe in it all, and to an extent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know too much, but whenever I hear stuff, I'm like, hmm, like. <laughs> Multiple personalities and emotional. <laughs> I think that might be my question. I <laughs> like that's pretty spot on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, f- thanks for doing this show. No problem. So <laughs> Aislinn and I have known each other for a very long time. Yeah. Um, and now she is the owner, founder of um, Ace of Paws Dog Training. Yeah. Um, and we are going to talk all about whatever I need to know and what anyone needs to know. Also some other bonus questions down here that could be, because lots of people, so what I want to know, mm-hmm. first I'll say the questions, then we'll go back to the beginning. We're going to find out how should you introduce your family dog to a newborn baby? What are the steps that should be taken? Yeah. How should you introduce a new puppy to a family with children? And how should you introduce an adopted adult dog and get them used to a family with children what should you look for, out for and what questions you should ask before adapting. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like lots of people I'm in some pregnancy groups on Facebook and I've seen lots of people post like, Oh, I really like always had a family dog and I want my kids to have a dog. So maybe I should get one now while pregnant or maybe I should wait until the baby's born what would be your feedback on that question there? Uh,
2: I It's hard because while obviously somebody's pregnant, you have all this new chapter of life prepping. Yeah. And a lot of people do get a puppy during that time, but they just have to prepare themselves for how overwhelming it can be. Mm-hmm. I compare having a puppy to a toddler without a diaper. So it's right. <laughs> yeah. good prep for baby but then you have to be prepared to basically have two babies in the house because you're only pregnant for nine months, so it's going to happen pretty quickly. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of clients do get them while they're pregnant so that it's not, boom, I have a newborn and a puppy Right. Um, so that they have time to get the dog into a good rhythm. So I probably would recommend if they can while they're pregnant or once their baby's like one or two years old because otherwise right. I've seen a lot of clients very overwhelmed with newborn and brand new puppy. That's a lot. Yeah,
0: that, that I couldn't imagine. I would, yeah, like I would think maybe early on, very yeah. early on or yeah. after a year, which is easiest from from what I would feel. Yeah, for sure. So I have um, a almost three-year-old Oripe and an almost 14-year-old Yorkie. Um, and I'm due in April. So by then they will be three and 14. What should I do to introduce both of my dogs to my newborn baby.
2: So baby prep, you actually want to start months and months and months in advance.
0: Oh, okay. Good. Well, we're
2: yes, <laughs> getting a good start. Okay.
0: Oh. Um,
2: and it sounds funny, but you want to desensitize them to the process of having a child in the house. Now, one of the hardest things is these are your babies now mm-hmm. and they're so used to getting attention 24 seven. But when the baby comes, they take priority over our animals. And I hate to say that, but it's mm-hmm. just how it goes. Right. And so you need to start acting as if there's already a baby in the house. So for example, that being if you have the infant in your arms and you're going to change them on the couch, you don't want the dogs jumping all over the couch, potentially scratching the baby, jumping mm-hmm. on their head, whatever it might be. So what we do, we actually have baby prep courses that we do with our clients and we have ah. a baby doll. That's either lifelike or makes lifelike noises, or if they don't make noises, um, <laughs> there's actually a lot of, this is awful, but it's great for training, screaming videos of babies crying on Oh, YouTube.
0: okay. I'll, I'll tell Mike about that. I don't yeah. get it.
2: <laughs> like that. And we basically carry the baby doll around, have the YouTube video playing of the baby just crying on loop, but mm-hmm. you want to start at a low volume depending okay. on the dog, because if they, if it's a high volume and they're sound sensitive, it can be basically flooding them with these weird sounds that they're not used to. And it almost make their senses shut down. Mm-hmm. So you to start at a very low volume, carry the baby around, teach the dogs to do a down and stay before you put the baby on the couch to change them. Okay, Tricky. Um, not all of our clients love their dogs on their furniture. I do have my dog on my furniture, so it will be an adjustment if, and when I get pregnant one day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's important to teach your dog boundaries about not being able to jump up whenever they want to. Okay. Um, Same thing with changing, you know, changing table. You don't want them jumping up there. Um, I know your little Yorkie isn't going to reach the changing table. He's not, he
0: can't even get on the couch. No. (laughs) No, no, he's, you have to pick him up. And Frankie likes one part of the couch. Okay. So I'm, I guess like I would just avoid that. It doesn't even seem like the most convenient place to change a baby because it's like the end of the, um, chaise lounge part of the couch. I would see myself turning sideways and probably going right on the other end. Um, but still, yeah, that. Um, you also want to start desensitizing
2: them again with a baby doll. Um, and if Mm -hmm. you have any friends or family with small infants that have a blanket that they can loan you for the smell, okay, because you can wrap the baby doll in it, but desensitizing them to stroller walks too, teaching them the leash walk with the stroller because otherwise, okay, so
0: I should get my stroller sooner, then
2: yeah, for sure. Um, and it's just about like, even, and it sounds funny, but walking around the house with the baby doll literally like slinged onto you or in your arms because you're not going to have two free arms to pet your dogs all the time. Mm-hmm. So the hardest part about withdrawing all the attention that you give them 24 seven, it has to be almost structured of like, okay, when the baby's napping, that's when you're going to give them attention, which mm-hmm. might be for short periods throughout the day. Right.
0: Cause I might be napping. Right.
2: Exactly. So yeah. It's a big adjustment for a lot of people, but you want to start many months in advance prior to, and I can send you articles on this too. So you have it all written down.
0: Yeah. Okay, great. Um, so then after doing all of this desensitization prep, and now it's the day, maybe, okay, so maybe now it's the day the baby's been born. Should what? Mike go home and bring something that the baby wore? Yes. Bring the blanket, bring the onesie,
2: let them smell it, let them check it out when you do bring the baby actually home, you want to mm-hmm. make sure that the baby's feet aren't dangling out of its swaddle or anything. Cause a lot mm-hmm. of dogs can just think that's like a toy automatically. Okay. And you just kind of want to let them slowly sniff them. You obviously protect the baby's head and just make sure. Um, and you want to do slow introductions. A lot of people are like, boom, here's a baby. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. And yeah. it really just depends on the dog's personality. If they're more, skittish or nervous or timid it's going to be a longer process but if they're naturally a happy bubbly baby they'll usually be fine with the baby mm-hmm. um so it's just kind of about knowing your dog which you've had your babies for a little while now so I'm sure yeah doing really well
0: <laughs> yeah I mean Frankie gets really upset if if like Mike is upset about anything so I'm wondering what he will do when the baby cries he won't want the baby to cry for sure yeah.
1: Like he always
0: goes up to Mike and puts his paw on him if he yells or something. He just doesn't like it
1: at all. Daddy, are you okay? No. <laughs>
0: like, there is no being sad in this house.
2: <laughs> and that's a thing too with the baby crying when you're desensitizing them to it. I didn't mention this earlier, but you want to pair it with something high value to the dog.
0: Mm-hmm. So while
2: they hear the baby crying, it's really important to give them, it could be boiled chicken or pieces of cheese or something so that they associate the sound of the baby crying with emotional positivity instead of emotional stress. Okay. So that can help kind of make their association just happier.
0: (laughs) Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, Okay. And then, so when the baby comes in, just do slow sniffs and not like. Yes. And you want to make
2: sure that you're also giving your dogs their private time away from the kids or away from the child with you. It's mm-hmm. like the first child thing, like when you have a first baby and then you bring the second baby in the house, the first baby's all of a sudden doing all this attention seeking behavior mm-hmm. and you want to make sure mom and dad still get time with their firstborn. So it's kind of similar to that. So it's important to them to also have time with you that isn't associated with the baby as well, because otherwise they can get jealous. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. <laughs> <laughs> so then um how should you get a puppy introduced to a family with children i know they they're going to nip a lot at yes. that age yeah.
2: it can be a lot of a challenge um you want to depending on the age of the children you want to prepare them for the mouthing and whatnot and show them what to do um there's a lot of trainers out there that don't believe that children should be involved in training i disagree i think they should be involved to a point They shouldn't, any child under 10 should not be responsible for walking the dog or anything like that, but they should know the communication signals to ask the dog to sit, ask the dog stay, lay down so that the dog does listen and respond to them. Mm -hmm. Um, But children are going to be children. Their energy is very high. Their arms flail. they're, They're impulsive and dogs see them more as litter mates than humans. Mm-hmm. so it can be very playful so it's a lot for the owners to almost we we always say we referee with the kids you have to do body blocking teach the dog a good leave it cue even as early as eight weeks old mm-hmm. so they know to leave the children alone when they're trying to like nip at them while they're running and whatnot right um, baby gates are your best friend play pens are your best friend because if you can't Ideally, a child and a dog should never be unsupervised, and that's, like, rule number one with dog training with kids. Mm -hmm. Um, Even the happiest, friendliest family dog could have an ear infection brewing, and if a kid grabs its ear just innocently so, they're still an animal, and they might snap.
0: Mm -hmm. Right.
2: It's a lot about supervision, refereeing, teaching the dog basic cues so that they listen.
0: Okay. Yeah. So I didn't think so much about that. So even like this dog, like my dog's acclimated to my newborn baby, yeah. that doesn't guarantee anything over time. Yeah. It's just, you still have to keep up the obedience and make mm-hmm. sure that like
2: they have boundaries with each other, especially as your kids get older.
0: Hmm. Toddler phase. <laughs> right. And then they're like pulling and- Yes. Should I be like rougher with my dog now or anything? Like-
2: it depends. Like, so when they're really young puppies, you do want to desensitize them to like having their ears played with, their tail, their paws being held and hugged. Yeah. Um, but to an extent,
0: because yeah. some
2: people will try to desensitize them to that and they'll hold on to their paws for a good 15 seconds. They're like, you have to like this. If a kid does it, you have to like it. But that's almost torturous. You right. want to keep it, like short and sweet, like, oh, good job. Let me holding your paw. One, two, let it go. And then try again in an hour or whatever it might be. Um, Yeah. It is about refereeing the kids, though, too. So telling them, like, a lot of dogs don't like to be hugged. A lot of dogs don't like you towering over them. That's a very intimidating body posture
0: Mm -hmm. in a dog's world. Good thing I do that to Frankie, though, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So he's probably (laughs) – He's (laughs) used to that. (laughs) He's used to that. I'm like a toddler when it comes to dogs. So, yeah. I like, <laughs> <laughs> love, love me, please now. I, yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm like kidding. that what's her name in Looney Tunes? Elmira she, Yeah, that's me. My mom calls me Elmira all the time. Like <laughs> sneeze you and, you and <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm like get over here. Let right. me grab you by the cheek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so you have to know your dog, and I know that my dog can absolutely tolerate that, Um, but I'll still be sure that I'm vigilant and cautious as my baby gets older.
2: Yeah, and it is about knowing your dog's body language, too. And this even comes into play with, like, the third question about, like, with an adopted dog. If you want to ask that, I guess I'll touch on that with this question, too. Yeah,
0: so how should you get a new adopted adult dog used to a family with children? Because that is the route that is the most abnormal. Like, people don't like that I bought my dog, but you know what? I got him real quick.
2: Yeah. 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 It was not (laughs) wait too long have to
0: wait. I have to answer all these questions. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, It can be very hit or miss. I've had a lot of people get um, a rescue dog and it just didn't work out with their children. And again, like as much of animal people that we are, those are your human babies and your human children. And a lot of people end up giving the dogs back because it really does have to be a good fit. Mm -hmm. um, for the family. So one, I always ask the rescue or the shelter, like what's their exposure to children. If They don't know because the dog's had a traumatic experience or just a stray or whatever. Um, I always recommend, and I really wish most shelters and rescues would do this is a sleepover process. Mm -hmm. Um, don't bully us. Rescue does that down here in South Jersey that they can, a family can take weeks, months to decide whether this dog fits their family and their lifestyle. And it's not like, boom, I adopted a dog and now we have this dog and he's growling at my children. Right, yeah. So I always recommend a sleepover process because it does take a new adult dog up to three months to really acclimate in their new environment.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, So it's really about, again, slow and steady. Um, Ideally, I would have that dog meet the children outside, not within four walls where they feel closed and confined. Mm -hmm. Because if their history is unknown, they may have been tortured by children at one point or never socialize with children and they look like little aliens to them right yeah yeah so you always want to do slow and steady um you want to make sure that the kids have like high value items on them it could be again chicken cheese anything that's like really yummy but not expecting the adult dog to take it from their hands because that can be intimidating but just tossing it in their direction okay And that would help the adult dog associate, oh my God, the best things come from these kids. I feel a little weird about them, but over time of doing that, they're going to be like, I get cheese every time this little rug rats around. This is awesome. Right. Okay.
0: And throwing it. I like that tip.
2: Yeah. Because a lot of people don't realize they just go to greet a dog, reach over their head, pet them on the forehead. It's a very intimidating body posture and especially a child's energy coming at an adult dog that might be timid or fearful that's asking for a dog to snap and bite and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And you do have to be careful about their subtle cues. A lot of people say their dogs bite out of nowhere. There's always warning signs, but they're not always blatantly obvious. Mm-hmm. It could be something as simple as their ears are pinned back or their head is tilted to the side or their whole body is kind of holding back. Like there's tiny little subtle cues that happen within a split second that to the untrained eye, it looks like it came out of nowhere. But Okay. People like us who we go into clients' houses all the time, we can see them happening as soon as they start, but
0: Mm -hmm. you have to practice with it. Right. It's not something that can be easily recognized. Not all the time, no. (laughs) And that's the scary part. (laughs) Right. Um, So you should definitely look out for the subtle cues that they have right before an attack. And then you should ask the company that you got the dog from what was their history before. Yeah. And if they
2: do a sleepover process, Beautiful. just so that it can be a gradual thing. Mm-hmm. Um, even like a family that goes to a shelter, ideally, in my opinion, I think that family, if they decide, oh, I really like this dog, they should go meet that dog five to 10 times before they're like, hey, we're bringing you home, especially with kids. It's mm-hmm. different with single couples without children because they're adults, but right? Children and dogs either mesh really well or they don't. <laughs> hmm. So, and it's scary because the children are right on their level too.
0: Okay, great. Yeah. So then before we wrap up, what are your just main takeaways, just key advice to give to families, um, all different types of families in different parts of their life? What what would you say to them if they are, if they have dogs or they're interested in getting them? Like with kids? like. hmm
2: Um, I would say take it slow and steady. Try not to rush things. Um, Make sure that everything that they expose that dog to is in a positive manner. Don't try to like force them into using a doggy door right away if the dog's like cowering in the corner and don't let their children corner them in the living room like guns blazing. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, Again, I want to reiterate, never leave a child and a especially an adult dog but really any dog unsupervised because things can happen in a split second and then your child might be end up being fearful of that dog and that's what you don't want to
0: right yeah yeah because yeah. then it's like you've had this dog for 10 years now all of a sudden you have to make some sort of choice and that's right. going to be difficult
2: yeah and yeah
0: and like I said in the beginning baby
2: gates and play pens are ideal um, a lot of people don't like the look of baby gates, but when you have an adult dog or a child that is kind of like a hit or miss situation, it gives them private alone time, but they also can be exposed to each other in a safe distance. So mm-hmm. it doesn't, they don't have to be on top of each other. Okay. I swear by baby
0: gates. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, you've got, you gave me a lot of homework. Thank you, Aislin. <laughs> yes, I, <did. laughs> I am going to have to get a baby and YouTube videos and I'm going to go get a stroller sooner than I thought. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that, but that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I saw some, um, another woman walking around McCarran park with her dog and stroller and the dog was like dragging. I was like, I looked at Frankie. I was like, you, if you do that to me, <laughs> you're getting kicked to the curb. <laughs> yeah, because
2: if the baby goes flying, they have no defenses. Like,
0: <laughs> Yeah, I'll be so mad if I'm like trying to balance a bad stroller and like pull a dog in. So right, we'll work on that. I'll tell them yeah. like, as soon as I get off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very important stroller walking and dogs. Yeah. It's, it's tough, but it's doable. It'll make it easier for grocery shopping. Well, then we'll get used to having like this carriage (laughs) it'll be filled
1: that's true
0: (laughs) ready for the groceries now that you have this baby right (laughs) nowhere (laughs) carry the baby you carry yeah Yeah. (laughs) all right well thank you so much I really appreciate all of your advice
2: you're welcome I'm so excited for you that's so cool (laughs) yeah
0: for this week. Thanks for tuning into SLP's Wine and Cheese podcast. If you get the chance, please like and rate and review us on iTunes. Also, if you love the show and you want more bonus content, go check us out at patreon.com slash SLP's Wine and Cheese. Thanks for listening. See you next time.